So this following episode is just a trail, an exploration of my personal thoughts. Nothing more, just some things that I have been thinking about, themes that have been coming into my life, and things that I've been noticing in the world. This was inspired by hearing a recent channeling from the Pleiadians from Bracha Goldsmith. Highly, highly recommend you checking this woman out if you have been fascinated or for some reason have been called to pay attention to the Pleiadians. I won't go into any of the details of why you might be um, or why I am personally, um, but I do find that they can be supportive even just to have them in your consciousness. So in that message that she channeled, she talked about how things are not so black and white. And at the same time, we live in a three-dimensional world of polarities. So one thing that is occurring always has its opposite. And we experience that every day. In order to understand what happiness is, you have to have had to experience what sadness is. And so coming back to this, everything is not so black and white, but yet polarities is a truth as well. How can we navigate this time that we're living in that seems to be coming more and more polar? People are just digging their heels in more and more. And I just wanted to explore, well, how can we possibly hold that as well as open ourselves to seeing the other side even if we don't agree with them or even if we uh, highly highly disagree with them and there's just a lot of conflict there is it possible that we can still hold and see their truth see where they're coming from and hopefully um, come to a place where we have acceptance and ultimately approval of the whole bigger picture. So this is coming into my life um, <laughs> in various ways uh, and more amplified now that I have a kid. Two months old, this kid is awesome. I am having so much fun and yet it is still very challenging. And when you have a challenge, people have opinions about how you should approach that how to raise your kid, what to do when a problem arises, what to do to prevent problems from occurring. Um, I know a big one is like whether or not to get your kid vaccinated or not. Um, and I'm not just talking about the big one, even though that's another whole rabbit hole that we could go down. Again, talking about how there's not one right or wrong. There are consequences of both. And um, yeah, just coming back to what is... What is it that we can see both sides and hold both truths? Um, and I've also been thinking about this a lot with the medical industry. I um, know that a lot of people are opposed to a lot of medical practices and then not open to when they do need and receive care. And I had, um, not just recently with my birthing experience and if you're interested in hearing how that all went down that is the last episode on this podcast but this opening to this medical industry was actually saving both of my parents lives I was really opposed to 
any sort of Western medical treatment because I was misdiagnosed quite frequently throughout my life. Um, when I was a teenager, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism and it turns out I just had mono. I was able to wean myself off of the medications that they gave me because I just realized, well, I don't think I need these. And it turns out I was right and I've been off of those medications for over a decade. Again, I was diagnosed with having seizures. I don't have seizures. I have an overactive vagus nerve. And that is what brought me to sound and bringing my or using my voice to bring my vagus nerve back into alignment. So I had all this skepticism about the medical industry and that it's like all bad and that they're just making problems worse and there's no solutions. And then my dad got sick. He got leukemia. He had a 5% chance of living. I was traveling South America at the time. I'd just gotten an offer to teach English in Ecuador and literally was about to go from Colombia to Ecuador and I got a phone call from my mom saying, you gotta come back, your dad doesn't have that much longer. Well, it turns out he was a perfect match for his sister, she saved his life. And now my dad is 2% Bob and the rest of his percentage of his DNA is his dear sister, Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. You are a wonderful, amazing, generous human being to be given, um, to give your brother another opportunity to finish out his journey on this world. And uh, anybody listening to this, please also um, have Marilyn in their prayers. Um, not quite sure what's happening with her in this moment, but I do know that she is struggling. So please, the collective consciousness of everybody, just uh, hold Marilyn close to your heart right now. And what does it mean to have somebody in prayer? It means to me to envision them receiving or uh, getting whatever it is uh, resolved that they are uh, dealing with. So not just being sorry for whatever it is they're dealing with, but to envision them in beautiful health and abundance and envisioning that it's possible uh, for them to live the lives that they are dreaming of. So um, yeah, my dad having this uh, horrible diagnosis of leukemia and uh, basically just thinking that, all right, let's throw in the towel and everything's done. He has um, been with us still uh, for, it's going to be like eight years, eight years. Um, and they call it his second birthday because that DNA takes over. Absolutely incredible. So the reality stuck in for me when somebody told me that if his blood was found somewhere, they would think it was a woman's because <laughs> of his sister's DNA um, being the majority of the DNA in his blood. So that just is fascinating to me that like he would not 100% not be here right now if it wasn't for the medical industry and just seeing the magic in that. Yes, I said magic. Um, and I also do believe that it is incomplete because there's the magic of energetic healing. There's the magic of herbal healing. There's the magic of emotional healing. And I think that there is such power if we can incorporate all of those. The school that I went to 
uh, Globe Sound Institute. They do a bunch of medical research for sound. And uh, the person that founded the school, David Gibson, highly recommend you looking him up and or the Globe up to find out more about this because anybody can sign up to attend these medical meetings where they discuss uh, the most up-to-date information about how sound is affecting our health anywhere from autism to depression to cancer it's super cool well david recently said that um, he has received uh, positive feedback from getting this into hospitals and using sound in hospitals and how the whole medical industry could be transformed in just 10 years. And that is super exciting to me. Before I go back into my own personal experience in the hospital, I want to share as well with my mother. My mother as well would not be here if it wasn't for um, medical intervention from uh, Western Western medicine, medical intervention um, and just so grateful that she is still here as well. Again, another cancer um, so many of us are dealing with and um, just really grateful that both of my parents I have seen be able to continue to walk their paths because of the medical industry. And on top of that, I do believe that it's incomplete as well. Um, again, she is taking it into her own hands, trying some different modalities of trying to resolve the cancer from coming back. So uh, there's super cool research done uh, with mushrooms, uh, Paul Stamets, and she is taking a supplement called Stamets 7, as well as when she was here visiting us, she foraged for turkey tail mushrooms, and we t showed her how to identify them, and uh, she got so excited, she bought a dehydrator and um, dehydrated her own turkey tail mushrooms to be able to take them herself at home. Uh, so again, everything not so black and white, you know, you can approach it from multiple sides and they can complement each other. You, I do believe that you can be able to um, be supported by both sides and hopefully they won't be either side. They will incorporate one another to be a whole modality of approaching illness uh, one day. I really do have uh, that hope for healing one another, that hope for transforming how we approach illness and not just treating the symptom, which Western medicine is really good at doing, but not so bad or not so good at getting to the root of the problem. If you notice, sometimes I get my words mixed up. <laughs> so if you ever do catch or catch one that I don't catch, please let me know. Um, you can reach out to me. Um, through my website at soulsongsolutions.com. So yeah, just coming back to my medical, recent medical experience being in the hospital and how positive it was, uh, especially the after part, not necessarily during, but the after part where I was uh, in a very vulnerable state. And it was at this birthing center that was attached to a hospital uh, so I didn't have to be transported when complications arose. But back in the birthing center where I was healing, this woman 
basically teamed up with the birthing center to be able to give massages to the women after they gave birth. And for somebody that had just been literally ravaged by the experience of bringing a human being into this world, having a massage in that state, it literally was the best massage of my entire life. And I've had quite a few massages. I'm somebody that enjoys them quite quite a lot. So that's saying something. And it was a, it was a massage that I've never had before too. And she's very intuitive. I feel that she gave the person what they needed in that moment. And usually I'm somebody that likes a very deep tissue massage because I'm quite ticklish. I think it's be- due to that overactive vagus nerve. My nervous system is just running a little bit um, higher voltage than most people's. Um, I wouldn't even say most people's, but uh, my it's just running higher than it would be in a balanced state if it was there all the time. And I just have to pay attention to keep it in check. And this woman instead gave me the lightest massage. At the end of it, she just ran her fingers up and down my arms and legs. And it was seriously the most incredible sensation I have ever felt in my life. I felt lightness. I felt held. I felt embraced. I felt safe. And having that in a setting of the traditional quote-unquote medical industry, that was incredible. To have the other side come in and support the medical side, the medical Western side. And it just came back to what my teacher David Gibson said about, you know, the whole system can be transformed for the better. If we incorporate these different forms, these different modalities of healing to support one another. And during my mother's treatment, um, uh, for she had lung cancer. Uh, she had to go in for her treatments, and I would sit with her for a couple of them. I flew back to Salt Lake to be with her uh, for a couple of them. Um, and uh, by the way, Salt Lake is a very common place to have lung cancer because of the air pollution. She has never smoked a cigarette in her entire life, and she got non-smoker lung cancer because of the pollution in Salt Lake. Um, so that's that's another uh, tangent I can go off in just a second. But um, being with her in that setting, I was waiting uh, to we were we were waiting to go back for her treatment, and I saw on the television screen that there was sound healing offered for the patients. And I thought to myself, how cool is that? How cool is that? That somebody can go and experience a sound bath in between their treatments or in between their meals if they're staying at the hospital and have this nourishing, supportive experience to help the transformation that they are going under. So I'd like to end on something that has been bothering me about the lack of uh, awareness. Uh, I feel like, yes, 
uh, the pandemic that we are living is serious. I'm not going to deny the reality of it. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, the polarity of some, some people being like, oh, it's just a complete conspiracy theory. And then the other polarity of this is the worst thing in the world. Um, again, holding, holding both of those. Uh, however, somebody said on the radio yesterday, and I'm hearing my son wake up as I say this so perfect moment, that the pandemic we are living in, yes, it is scary, but it is not nearly, not even a fraction of as scary as the crisis that the entire globe is going under. And that is climate change. Again, not so black and white. We have been through massive extinctions on this planet many times, and the life has come back. So is it absolutely doom and gloom? Everything is over if we don't figure this out? Well, not for the planet, but possibly for us. And I just felt very nourished that somebody said it on a public platform. And I feel like we have been very distracted by the current state of constant news of this pandemic. Again, I am not denying the reality of it. It's just some food for thought. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day and stay tuned for more episodes.